So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Anime Daily Podcast. I am your host, Sam the Mega Man. I am here, and here with me are my Brotakus. Introducing first, he is the host of C4S Spoilers. He is also the CEO of Careful Spoilers Podcast Network. He also is the host of Careful Spoilers' new show, C4S Villains. Founder of the Ono Anime No Life Facebook group, he is JB, exclusive, the invincibly talented James Barnes. Our next animated Brotaku, he is our monthly Saturday night dungeon master, Jesus, for our Dungeons and Dragons with Petty God and the Non Believers. He is the editor for SSA Worldwide Network, the Inside of the Mind Blur podcast. Spicy Lady Podcast, Entertainment Podcast, and of course, the Anime Nightly Podcast. He is also the host of the Osan A Podcast. He is Laburu, the Dinja of Apocalypse, the son of Darkseid, a Kang variant, a co-host for C4S Villains. Ladies and gentlemen, kneel before the absolute, the inevitable, and sensational Prince Allah! And last but certainly not least, our sister on the Anime Lately team, the boss of Spicy Lady Entertainment, the Conversation of Spicy Lady Talks podcast, the iconic gamer of Spicy Lady Gaming, a fighter for diversity, representation, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the lovely lady, Spicy Lady Ashanti. For our special guest. <clears throat> so everyone, there are worlds beyond even those exist in this reality and the next. Worlds not of energy and matter, but of thought and mind. This world was created in 2017, a world that facilitates for readers both young and old to explore new original worlds from noir to superheroes to fantasy sci-fi and everything in between. A world with a vision that expands and explores every avenue of literature of all kinds, filled with amazing writers, spectacular artists, and ultimate marketeers. This world, well, this isn't exactly a world. It is a moon, in fact. We have one of these amazing mankaka from this moon named Concept Moon Studios, and he is the mankaka for Black Lotus Dragon Manga, he is here to talk about Concept Moon's new Concept Moon Studios new manga coming soon after image. When there's something strange in Fort City's hood, who do you call? Ladies and gentlemen, you holla for Keith Watkins. How are y'all doing? Well done, Sam. Well done. Hey, as always. Yeah, very well done. <laughs> no. I am known for my intro. Uh, yeah. I, I've never had an intro like that, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ray, since Ray's not here, I'm going to take the role of Ray for a hot second and be like, if y'all have a problem with Sam's intros and his stellar work, y'all can fight me. Y'all can legitimately <laughs> fight me. I don't know if Ray would actually say that, but I'm he, saying. He said it so. before. That he, he, okay, he, good. Yeah, so so me and Ray are are in agreement. Um, That being said, I will now deviate from Ray and just say, hey, uh, <laughs> I appreciate appreciate having you on here, Keith. It's, it's fun. Um, yeah. It's great to see you again. Get to pick your brain again in a new platform, a uh, new cast. The One of the topics of today, I'm definitely excited to talk about. 
Um, but other than that, my week's been busy, busy. I mean, I, I pulled an all-nighter last night, so I'm, I'm probably going to pull another Ooh. one tonight. We'll see. But the weekend is almost here, so I'm happy. We're all waiting for that weekend. And yeah. And soon, like tomorrow is TGIF. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for Saturday. I'm going to the shop on Saturday because I haven't hit the shop up since I moved out to the bay. So I'm I'm definitely excited to hit the shop and and get some uh recreation. Really good titles out, man. Oh no. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, I, 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 I didn't read that shop. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't read that shop. I, I still need to hit up that shop too. Yeah, right. Saturday. I was like <laughs> Keep knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. About. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, you need the new contract. But yeah, like, no. If you're, yeah, in, he, if if you're in the Bay now, I got some places I can recommend you to. So oh, definitely. <laughs> comic books, kids. For comic books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, for comic books. I need, oh, I, my God. It's been so weird because it's been about uh, three weeks now. And usually I go to the shop, you know, at least maybe every two weeks and so i haven't so none of the new titles since i've i've been i've been feeling like a, a deviant i feel like i'm a, i'm a terrible person um <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of comics i need to to cop priorities priorities you know there's this business must be taken care of first and so keith i will hit you up afterwards <laughs> Yeah, man, I got you. <laughs> so, guys, it, it, I mean, like, it, it's mental health day, but then again, every day is mental health day. We always have to keep check all of our mental health. So instead of, like, uh, how 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 are you doing? What are you doing? How about how you're doing? Keith, how, how, is, how are you? How's your mental health and everything? Uh, I'm pretty good. I've been uh, a little tired lately, but, you know, that kind of comes with the grind. So um, other than that, you know, I'm pushing through uh, on on all other uh, facilities, I'm good. So I I could use a little a little extra rest. I'll probably take a little extra extra rest this weekend. But outside of that, everything's going the way I needed to. From the TLC in the uh, comic book shop, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 TLC type. Uh, that one, that one for sure. That one. Yeah, man. Exactly. All that's all I need to relax. <laughs> yeah we're so we're so glad that you're here representing concept moon and um not only are you a mangaka for for your own manga from there you also are help uh promoting new manga that's uh, coming out called after image and uh we all had a sneak peek and uh, we all love it right now and you guys you guys in the live chat and whoever else is listening you guys are definitely in the treat for when it comes once it comes out um, definitely, uh, I want to start out with first, uh, can you like, let us know about the Kickstarter first for the product as well? Yeah, um, so After Image is the newest book we have coming out. Uh, we're launching a Kickstarter for it on October 1st. Um, we'll have a ton of, well, the book obviously will be available uh, physical and digital. Um, and then we'll have a bunch of uh, different types of merch with after image on them uh t-shirts hoodies um we have some backpacks uh we got 
playing cards like we're you know it, it it's going to be a ton of stuff you definitely won't want to miss playing it. cards you said uh, no he yeah, had I me mean, a backpack i mean i mean that's i mean that's, I mean, that's 52 cards that's 52 different images yeah. right there so. yeah. oh, wait 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 oh you meant like cards because you know i i just recently i haven't opened these yet but i recently started getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh. so is, are we talking about trading cards for after image? Because Play, playing cards, Play, playing oh, cards you with know, constant moon characters you know, as the face cards. Ace two, oh, three, okay. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jack Queen King. You know, Man, you okay. Okay. Yeah. so we can play spades and speed. Oh my god! Yes, exactly. You can play spades and speed. Yes, yes. Okay. Moon characters. I need, I need them. We, I need um, them. <laughs> yeah, we we had done a uh, kind of a small run of them. Um, and then I, I went to this pop-up shop that we, we had a booth at and they kind of sold like crazy. So we were like, you know, we might as well just bring them back. Um, we had some people come to the booth and they didn't even buy books. They just bought the playing cards. <laughs> so, so we were like, okay, this is definitely something, uh, we need to bring back. But yeah, so I, after image Kickstarter, October 1st, um, a ton of different things would be available. Uh, it'll be running the entire month of October. Um, and then for people who are new to Kickstarter, uh, money doesn't leave, you can make your pledge, but money doesn't leave your account until uh, the Kickstarter is over. So, you know, you can pledge whatever, and then, you know, you don't gotta have, worry about having it right at that moment, as long as you got it by the time the, the Kickstarter is done, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it'd be very special. Uh, also something that we haven't actually really talked about a whole lot but um in the back of after image we're also going to be including uh another mini comic called living weapons program uh and that will that might only be exclusive to the kickstarter i gotta double check with you but you know so you when you get after image you also get living weapons program so you kind of get two for one. Oh, gotcha okay so i have to ask this question Who's Sounds like a ace? great deal. Who's on the ace? Who's, who's which face? Which character from uh, Concert <laughs> Moon is going to be ace, and who's going to be the king? Um, who's going to be the queen? I know the queens. We have uh, all female characters, so Should be uh, one of the queens is April from Black Lotus Dragon. Hey. Um, I'm trying to. I wish I. I wish I had a deck in front of me so I could just read them off. Um, I know a stringer from an upcoming book is one of the queens um man so we get sneak peeks really to future projects with me. these cards then huh yeah a little oh, bit a little okay bit. okay <laughs> i like that that's fun yeah all right who's trying to see me in speed though <laughs> um that's what i'm trying to figure out bring it none of y'all oh, oh jv word bring it right, <laughs> bet. hey bet that okay these hands these hands Quick, baby, let's go. So yeah, since we're on a topic of talking about after image, I think it's a good time to talk about the series right now. What what can what can you tell us about after image? So for the fans, the people, the listeners in the live chat. Of course, we've all we've all read the first chapter. We got that mm -hmm. sneak peek. We got that we we got that privilege exclusive. Yeah, you, you guys got right the away. exclusive first look. <laughs> but like, what can you um, tell us from to the fans? Uh, so After Image is our uh, newest hero. He's a teen hero. He's kind of still still kind of figuring his way through his powers. 
Um, he's that like kind of snarky, quirky, witty, um, young teen hero, kind of like a static or a you know Miles Morales. Um, his powers are he has short distance uh, teleportation, and when he moves, he leaves a an after image. So, you know, as you guys saw in the book, uh, when when he moves, there's an image still there. So the villain attacks the image, and he's already you know in a new location. Um, and then he has his close buddy Overwatch, who is a uh, man. What's uh, uh, Technokinesis, I think, is the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so she's she's got a power where she can uh, manipulate different types of technology uh, to a certain extent. And both of them are teams who are kind of figuring their way through the world while also figuring their way through their powers and also dealing with, you know, the regular teenage stuff um, in life that you deal with. So, um, yeah. And they're they're both kind of vigilante. They're not, you know, necessarily in a hero organization or anything like that. They're just doing this on their own and figuring life out at the same time. Or usual teenage <laughs> I mean, because you you allow you graced us with exclusive access, I have a question. Um, who's the artist and who's the colorist? Because they they, they killed that job. <laughs> Man, that so issue one was sexy as hell. Y'all, y'all, when I say sexy as hell i mean <laughs> sexy as hell like i thought the kevin feige had talked tomorrow and be like yo send, send the homies <laughs> copy of a new project you know let them know i mean I, y'all y'all got marvel connects y'all got dc connects what's up so um let me uh i'll pull up the full list so i don't miss nobody um so the the cover artist is takia marie um, I believe she has done some work on some Marvel and DC covers before. Dope. Um, uh, Pencils, Inks, and Colors is Mohamed Sarudin. Um, he is uh, a comic artist we have on staff for Concept Moon. Um, he's done the art for After Image, obviously, but he's also done Frontline Soldiers, our other series. Um, he did the art for... I want to say he did the art for Living Weapons Program. I would have to double check that, to be honest. Um, but he he's one of our trusted artists. Uh, so we we go to him for all of our comic style stuff. Um, the writer, we got uh, Robert Jeffrey II, um, who also has done some work for Marvel in DC. Amazing writer. He did a great job with this book. Um, and then obviously the creator of after image uh is our ceo and and founder uh brandon didley hey shout out to brandon yo miss you baby yeah man amazing amazing idea from him man. that that guy just he just turns out great ideas idea after idea so man after image is definitely one one that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, like I was saying before we started, like I really like like the the action sequences. Like I, I always imagine like how hard it is to convey a fight with, especially depending on the type of powers that each person has to convey that on a comic book panel. So I was re- really, really like that. It's really sick. We were talking before too, where I was like, I was like the dialogue's really good, and I love like the 
the artwork. And when you said like you got actual veterans from DC and Marvel, I was like, I saw that while really experiencing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I loved it. And you see so much inspiration from obviously like DC and Marvel, also like static, you know, old old time static on milestone times with the color scheme and like, you know, the jacket and even the personality traits. I even got like a Miles and Riri relationship from um, Khalil and LL. So I, I just love reading it. The dialogue was really easy to read because I think it, it added a lot of personality in what a lot of characters were saying. It, they weren't just spewing out, you know, stuff. There was heart behind what they were talking about. That's what I really loved about. Yeah, there was definitely, yeah. I get the DC comic book vibes from reading after hearing this first chapter for sure. A uh, lot of like dark images and dark background. And that's what you get, you want to keep for a DC comic. Literally get that Gotham City kind of dark vibe in the city, but also it's like, I, I have that static shot kind of feeling. So I'm thinking like, is this Detroit in a way? <laughs> yeah, Fort, Fort City is kind of our, um, like our Gotham or Metropolis mm-hmm. in a way. Um, where a, a lot of well obviously after image is based there um but there's a lot of action in the concept moon universe that goes through fort city so we we definitely wanted to establish a look where it's like okay there's some things that go on here so and and you'll you'll see in other books that fort city is is a very kind of important staple city uh within concept moon I'm glad you guys picked up on that for sure. I saw oh, the street, the street name. <laughs> I saw I see the building. <laughs> well, in that case, I have I have just two things to say. Um, I called dibs on on the politician. I, I don't think oh, they know her name. Sanders, you don't know Sanderson. Sanderson, yeah, I called dibs on her. Like her. Um, and then of course my my fave character is Samuel. And in this I was just gonna play. say he's my favorite. Oh. Yo, bro, cold blooded, just just swag out. Oh, like mean, that's that's a this is a great opening to a character. It was like yeah. After, yeah. after just like four war bubbles, I'm like, yeah, I fuck with this guy. That's, yes. yeah. like, that's that's the like adversary. That's like your uh, not rival, but the opposite villain naked opponent, and he's like the vice captain in a way yeah well like the, mm-hmm. the brains is literally the guy that made the whole deal yeah one million per person for each rate for each of you guys you wanna um you yeah. said no catch <laughs> you know no you first said look y'all races i don't like i don't really like y'all like if i could bathe and clean off any other part of me right now i would but you know, uh, you guys can just say I'm your MC of the night. Yeah, you know, um, Who's you don't want to make one mil. You know, <laughs> who wants to make me money? Just one mil. Right. You gotta fight, <laughs> old boy. Here, no catch, just fight. And they're like, I bet. Can you do that? <laughs> and then the like, mm-hmm. and you, you should have thought about that. Yeah. Before. <laughs> JB, you mentioned the action panels, like in that one in particular. Those fight scenes look really, really mm. good. Yes. Like it caught the intensity of the fight between the thugs and, and the big bad. It's, yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Him yeah, it's just like, and then the use of coloring, the blood, the sound yeah. effects too. I was like, oh, I can definitely really see this playing in real time in my yeah. head. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that, 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 those portions right there. And yeah, so shout out to Samuel for real, for real. I mean, you're welcome. 
You didn't need to put up my government name after, but yes. Hey, okay. hey. hey I mean, who, who gonna stop you? Who gonna stop you? Sam said they ain't got no all that. Like, yeah, the art from the fight choreography was literally on point for this um, like comic, my manga. Like, it's beautiful, really clean, really got the maneuver and everything. Uh, also have to give props to our MC of the page, his own fighting and choreography and his, um, I would like to say his, I like to say finesse. I, yeah. I, I feel like his fighting ability is more of a finesse where like it's on the go, you don't expect mm-hmm. it. And like whatever, like he, whatever situation that comes at him, he will think outside the box and be able to maneuver out. Especially when like he was first outside the car. He's like, yo, where is he? broke the window literally like where'd he go the yak window and like so who's your boss again and like oh <laughs> that was my favorite part a classic superhero team you know mm-hmm. with ability it's like seeing like you no know, case in the bad guys i i love that was like a dark peddling of like his face being hidden in the back where like the, i took the mystery of the character that was a favorite panel of mine for like, sure we, we, we definitely like we all said this we also said we had that static shock vibe if yeah. anything, if you had that, mm-hmm. that's the, the original cartoon series song, like, but a beep, but a beep, yes. you could literally <laughs> hear it from this. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I, I would definitely say one of my favorite panels is him popping up in the back seat, like, "Hey, what's up, yo?" Guys? And quoting, and quoting, um, <laughs> quoting like National Geographic knowledge that he got from like, watching, like, which oh, was yeah, static the in the comic. yeah, which was static in the comic, like, always schooling like villains on like their grammar or whatever, like that. So mm-hmm. I got that from that. I loved it. <laughs> I also love the use of colors with that particular scene of his after image like yeah. you know it was very distinct and very vibrant too so it's not like you could miss it you could tell like okay this is different and just overall like i mentioned before we uh went live is the as far as we know the uh base power set of of after image the character himself is pretty dope you know calling it skipping and how he is basically short teleportation you know i'm a yeah all y'all don't really know what i mean because y'all not exclusive like us but you'll find out <laughs> You'll, they'll see you when they when they get the book. Baby. Yeah, That's so I'm just telling you, like, short teleportation is one of those abilities that, you know, when you just hear it, it's like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like so, much. Yeah, so, you so got to see it so, in action. Yeah. Night, so Nightcrawler is, but a little bit more better. It, it gave better. more of, like, what you uh, see, you like, Valorant and Overwatch. Like, no yeah. problem taken, but literally, like, a video game sense where it's, like, it, it's, like, it's a... It's ability where you have to have uh, an awareness to it. You have to, you know, exactly. know how to use it, you know, as exactly. User. It comes down to how do you use it. And I mean, the great thing about this series is that, you know, I know recently on the TL, people have feel some type of way about MCs that don't know how to throw hands. Don't worry. <laughs> this MC knows how to throw hands. So combine mm-hmm. that with, with short teleportation, it makes for some exciting combos that we were that you guys did a great job of just capturing um with your fight again going back to the fight choreography the the combos between throwing hands and legs and hands and then short short teleportation was just really really dope to me it was really cinematic and again the coloring itself every page was just vibrant i was constantly looking at every little thing just like yo 
y'all didn't skimp out on the details either. Y'all did not cheap in the moment. Y'all said like, hey, if we're going to go A1, if we're going to go 100%, we are going to go 100%. And I respect that so much from you guys because you aren't Marvel, you aren't DC, you're concept move, yes. you know? You are your own and you're not, you're basically telling the fans like, hey, we may not be these titans that you're all very well known for who's been established for decades but we're also not going to cheat you out on on quality you know and mm. I, I appreciate that big time from y'all so, and that it can be done like it inspires yeah. creators mm-hmm. man it can exactly be done. Like, yes. this second to last panel dude this could easily be in any like mainstream right mm-hmm. like this is actually like my favorite panel in, in the whole thing because just like it's just how it's laid out. I don't want to give it give away any spoilers, but my, how my nerd brain works it just makes me think of how his powers can evolve, like how many after images he'll be able to create after a while. Like how does he use it in like large scale fights where it's yeah. like this is like fifteen guys. How many after images? Like it just made me think of so many different things, man. Like I mean, it, this I, is really good. I think my main thing was like if you ever if you ever played a Spider Man game. Then it's literally that it's always been like yes, one dude. against like 20 <laughs> and then that's like, instantly what i saw i'm like <laughs> i need this now i'm really also glad that every enemy are not just like full-on dumb like whether policemen or mm-hmm. untrained or nothing especially when it came to the dosa unit like they have their own way of fighting and it's like it's dangerous but it's also incredible as well as the choreography again the choreography just it doesn't miss. It has not yeah. lacked or anything of it. It's not like a simple one or two page where it's just like simple disarm, boom, broken arm, done, done, move on to the mm-hmm. next point. No, you literally giving us a whole hand-to-hand fighting combat of, so that you actually have an idea of what these soldiers are capable of. They're not just simple regular mm-hmm. soldiers where it's just just aim and shoot randomly for no reason. Just, just literally getting mm-hmm. a stormtrooper, just dodging missing all my bullets and shots. No, these guys literally got hands and they know how to use them. <laughs> right. Her whole plan for using, you know, Dosa makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, and, and again, you get a glimpse of like why she is the way she is, even a little bit in the chapter. And I think that's what makes, like I said, what makes these characters have heart is because you understand like their their motives. And I, and I respected her as a character for that. I'm like, yeah. Sometimes you got to work with people like that in order to try and create a place that you would want your kids to grow up in. And I I love how you guys conveyed her characters. Like, it was perfect. I fell in love with her instantly. I definitely agree. Because, oh, sorry. Go for it. Oh, no, no. no. Um, so what I was going to say is that, you know, it's about 23 pages that we got in issue one. Um, but just hearing, you know, as everybody talks about their favorite elements and whatnot, I, I just want to convey to the audience, just from those 23 pages, the seeds that were planted for future plot lines. Mm-hmm. Right? We got introduced to, to different characters from all spheres of, of Fort City, as far as we know right now. Like we got introduced to the politician. We got introduced to the street life. We got introduced to the secret military police. We got introduced to the personal life of the character. And it's just like, yo, you would think like, oh, that's too much. But <laughs> in 23 pages, the way that y'all construed it no, was it, like, it oh works. man, it flows. Like, it, it, the, the, how I feel like the algorithm equation is usually how everybody starts is, oh, this is the superhero. He gets all this, all this, all mm-hmm. this, all this. But no, you don't want to start. You want to start it the opposite way. And this is what it came to. Be. But this is what happens. 
villains, exactly. the evils, they get everything on the specs and you just feel like the hero only has just one thing and that's the handicap. Like, no, it's, this is just a new way of introducing how a hero can do as much as anybody can, even if the villains have all this as much. I also like to point out the realism with this comic book as well. A lot of real world stuff where it's like, there is racism that in the world that can oh, be addressed. Man. And like this comic book does definitely for sure, like portrays uh, the real world stuff, how many people have different views of the world and how it should be uh, taken care of, how they feel like the world should be handled this way in order for it. Some people figure it's uh, like lockdown, seclusion. Uh, people figure it's to get rid of all the criminals, no matter uh, whatever means necessary. And the few individual heroes who feel like, um, you know, like uh, not just prison, it's more like let them heal, let them understand, let them mm -hmm. like, uh, I forgot the word, but it's like, you know how when prisoner like finished, does his time in prison and he He's goes on parole like, not just like parole rehab like rehabilitation thank you yeah <laughs> like there are people who rehabilitation works it's just that you know everything needs to be structured correctly for in order for rehabilitation to fully work but nobody has this kind of patience yeah and like when real world situation happens when someone close to you has been yeah. affected by it it calls for drastic measures and yeah. yep okay we got this we got we're getting from it from this comic book and this is real world stuff this is real uh people traits personality human where they're desperate and now they come to the point where they're going to be doing something where whatever happens they can't take it back and yeah i get yeah. this from after i like the like the synopsis in the beginning where it kind of touch bases on all of that you know and then us talking about it it just full circles all of that where it's like you know everyone is on a side somewhere wrong somewhere right somewhere in between but like this character is that momentum that's going to challenge all of that and mm -hmm. i really like that setup <laughs> uh well i, I was just going to say Ro robert the writer did an amazing job of tying everything together um because a, a lot a lot of times when uh, you you see this much stuff kind of packed into one book. It's like it can almost be too much if it's not done the right yeah. way. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, Robert Jeffries did an amazing job of the way that he wrote it. Um, it it all comes together very smoothly. Like it doesn't feel like it's too much. It doesn't feel like it's thrown in your face. But it it goes very well with what's going on throughout the book. Exactly. You know, similar to what Spicy said when she talked about um, Councilwoman Sanderson and then again with Sam uh, saying the real world applications, like just from that conversation between Councilwoman Sanderson and the head of the DOSA unit, it's just like, okay, man is talking about, hey, look, you see how that military police, you see how we apprehended that superhero thug? And she's like, so why did y'all arrest him? Mm -hmm. Because he was reported to be dangerous. So y'all just gonna pick up any black man, mm. black man or black woman that a white woman calls on. Then it's like, oh, okay. So you see, you're telling me that's Councilwoman Sanderson, she for the people. And then she's like, but I'm still mm -hmm. gonna use these. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. And, but that, and that's not Amanda Waller, but like she's 
she has a reason for it, but you know, yeah. not just, you know, but it's like she's she's used like the whole what everyone said, like be part of the system in order to fix it. She mm-hmm. wants to use them in order to fix the system yeah. that, you know. So I, I did like that a lot. I like yeah, oh, she's she like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, y'all not about to let any <laughs> yeah. white person, any Karen about to pull so, up so, and be so, like, Oh, because he was gosh, like you scared me. Because he's like, oh, he just so happens to be a um a user. And she was like, So you just go mm-hmm. go off that whim every time? Like All right. That's why the police fell. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what they fell. Well, so it takes I, us I, one like, bad experience and like it just cause a whole domino effect where like if it hurts your heart, you you don't care who else is gonna be burning the aftermath. Exactly. Well, yeah, because it, again, it shows the depth. It's like, yo, she's for the people. Like, she's a black woman. She's not about to be let some white dude with military, exactly. like police, dictate the streets. But she it's also lost. She also lost to the streets too. So she plans to control it. But she's like, hey, there's context matters. There's yeah. it, it's not right. black and white like <laughs> this old because you saw how he got snappy with her. I thought she was about to. <laughs> You know that's her face. She was right? like, "That's where I got my Black Mariah vibes from." I was like, "Oh, she's about to <laughs> here with a microphone stand. Like, you better stop playing. She's gonna kill you." She's like, first of all, do not refer to me as lady. Like, nah, you, you, you. he got real fresh with Shorty. I was yeah. like, "Oh, nah, V." So I'm, I'm like, you a little too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, she, she said, "I'm about it. You here? <laughs> <I'm about laughs> Don't you forget. Don't you forget. <laughs> exactly." So again, I just love the depth uh, that you're giving with not only the characters, but just the plot itself. Because as, as you mentioned, you know, uh, the writer Robert has done a great job of not making it feel convoluted, not making it feel so stuffy and so disorganized. Everything, again, just flows seamlessly and it gets you excited. Like, what are we going to get with issue two? You know, what what is the uh, what threads are you going to be pulling on? And future issues because I'm invested in all of them now. I want to know what's happening on a political level. I want to know what's happening on the street level. I want to know what's happening in his personal life. Like, yo, I need it makes me want more and more. So, you know, like I said, uh issue two, you know, let me let me know. Let me know. Let me, let me oh, know. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. will. And I, I appreciate that you guys got so much out of out of this group. Um because you know it, it was it was a lot packed into 20 some odd pages. Um and they they were a great 20 plus pages, but it, it was a lot back then and it could go a lot of places. Um, and like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, this was today was my first time reading the full book, you know, along with you guys. So um, I had I had seen bits and pieces. I had seen images. But as far as the full book today was my first time getting to actually see the full thing. And, you know, to see that you guys took so much from it and that you guys enjoyed it, that's a great sign for us. So hopefully this Kickstarter, you know, is very successful. And, um, you know, we, we've got uh, issues two and three in the works right now. Um, and, you know, as soon as those have a, a release date locked in, you guys will definitely know. Yeah, one so. thing I really liked is the pacing. Like we've been talking about how much is packed in but it's because the pacing is so good as why it works, right? Like, I love the way it starts. You just jump into his journey, into his, into a mission that he's on. So you don't have that time wasting time, like with dialogue, trying to like figure out who he is with this and that. We're watching how he works, right? So I love that you just jump straight into it and you make the audience feel like they know what's going on. Like you, like they don't have to be spoon, like spoon fed everything that's happening. So you just jump right in 
give the whole story. And I can't wait for issue two, man. Like I already feel like I'm attached to this character and I want to know where his journey goes to next. So especially as a black man, you know, we don't have that many heroes. So any that yeah. I can latch on to, like I want it. Yeah, because I mean, just before the show, we were talking about how Blade doesn't have like an established storyline in MCU and, you know, Spicy's commenting on how, you know, they just don't do their black characters well like that. I mean, we you look at Static after how many years Static is finally back and it's like, yo, we have these characters, Nubia, who was introduced way before yeah, any of us were born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was born. Way before any of us were born, but like if you were to get into DC, you'd like, oh, they just introduced a new character. It's like, nah, she's always been there, but now we're highlighting her. It's really dope to see Concept Moon not only with After Image, but most of your titles present like original stories with black and, and diverse leads. Like, and they not, you know, they don't feel stuffy, they don't feel flat, they don't feel stereotypical. It's like, yo. They like us. I mean, just the dialogue itself in 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 this after image was so dope. It's like, okay, uh, old boy is talking like how we would normally talk, you know, just any day on Twitter or when we shooting this, <laughs> you know, you feel me? And it, it doesn't feel dry. It's it's not feeling like, oh, he needs to speak proper English, you know, he has to code switch. Mm-hmm. It's like no, nah, this or, is or try to talk nah. like a superhero. It, it yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. It's just one of us that just happens. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's ideal. I don't feel like oh, this isn't this isn't this is made by us, but not for us. You know, it feels like oh, this is definitely made by us, and this is definitely made and for us. For us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I love that. And I like the the research you guys did with the two brother characters. How you know he's able to pick up on um the one fable, I think. I oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. I really like that part because that was a detail that you didn't have to add, but it adds to the the situation going on where you know kind of like how Marvel does with um I forgot how what the Ant Man one was what they're talking about in one of the episodes, but I, those little de- little details like that it's nice to to add into because you it shows that you like you care about not just your black characters but you know all your other characters where they're coming from so that was really nice to to see. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, from the old country. It's like every time you hear that phrase, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know some you, you know you want to you, know, you really do. Keith, an- another thing, you know, for most people who may not know much about you is uh just to switch gears a little bit, you are a big uh a big fan of slice of life anime. You know? <laughs> and and you know what? Your recommendations I've definitely been feeling. Um and as I expand hey, more love into the Exactly. As I expand more into slice of life anime, slice of life anime too. Um, as we close this summer, twenty twenty one anime season, what have been some uh, some of your favorite drawings that you've been uh, paying attention to? Um, so I actually, I've been a little bit burnt out on anime, so I mm-hmm. really didn't watch a whole lot of the summer season. Um, I did. I started Girlfriend, Girlfriend, um, mm. which the, the couple episodes of that that I saw were really funny. I do plan on going to finish it. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, there's some that I had on my list, like Remake. I think it's called Re- Remake Our Remake Lives. Remake Our Lives, yeah. yeah, with, yeah. The, with the, uh, the gaming studio. Oh, that, the first yeah. episode was so cute. I cried the first episode. Like, they, yeah, they, they, I, like, oh, damn. They got to my heart, <laughs> man. They were like... <laughs> Falling a dream, like like all might like you could be here too. It was like that would fall. <laughs> that was like, dang. 
okay. <laughs> and then um there was another one um man i can't remember the name of it the one with the the guy that works on the children's tv show i, heard that was oh, I haven't yeah you're a yeah, messy i've, I've been hearing like that um yeah i've been hearing about... great things about that one uh but i have i i have to go back and watch all of my summer 2021 list okay. Um, and I'm I'm finally kind of starting to get back into uh, the habit of watching anime. I just I I feel like I have been watching seasonal stuff for the last I don't know maybe four years, like really keeping up with the seasonal stuff. So I I got a little burnt out. I needed to take a break. So, uh, but I'm I'm starting to get back into it. So hopefully soon I have an actual like real recommendation for summer stuff that I've actually watched. Because all I've been watching from summer has been um, Slime and hey. My Hero Tokyo Revengers. That's that's really been it that I've been Yeah, that's that's all I'm watching right now, too. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of burnt out right now, too. So I've been reading a lot yeah. more, like, comics and shit, trying to just, like, I'll, switch it up a little bit. I was going to ask you if you've, if you've read the Slice of Life Batman series yet on Webtoons. I oh, haven't. Yeah. I, I, I just heard about that, too. It's really cute. It's, it's really it's cute. <laughs> I, I like the attention to Duke Thomas because it's funny. We had just been talking about him on a TL yeah. uh, recently because, you know, um, it's the topic of the different Robins and people are like, hey, yo, don't forget Duke Thomas. I'm like, who the hell is that? It's like <laughs> the only black Robin that ever lived. I'm like, there was a black Robin? Like, what was and this? Mo- and this story is kind of from his perspective a little bit. And yeah. I think that's cool how they did that. <laughs> and it's like, because we uh, we had known that uh, DC and Webtoons had collab- were collaborating to do this. And, you know, we kind of expected, like, their first story to be one of the big three, one of the trinity. It would either be a Batman, mm. Superman, or Wonder Woman story. Wonder Woman. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that they went Batman and it's a slice of life in itself, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, love- I can see it. And I love it because it's a Bat family. People love the Bat family. People yeah. make so much like like lore things about it. Like so, it's it, it, it makes sense for them to do a slice of life on their. Family. Yeah, I know yeah. JB is super happy. Yeah, I, I, I would have preferred the Superman slice of life family. I mean, Superman has a family, <laughs> you know. And they got a series for that right now. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> they got. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the CW series. Look at that. Superman and Lois is actually pretty good. You should check uh-huh. it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 spicy. Yeah. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. They can have that. They can have that. They got a live action. You, you make it seem like we can't get no webtoons about the Superman family. That's that's slice of life in itself. It's always been slice <laughs> want, of life. It's perfect. I want Harley and Ivy. I want a slice of life with Harley and Ivy. I think that would be well, adorable. They gave us the Bat family, you know, and, you know, that means that Damon <laughs> is going to have to be somewhat tempered. I wanted Damon, Damon. to kill somebody. Um, but, you know, he's, he's not going to do son. that. <laughs> I'm melanated, son. I love it. But um, no, nah, it's pretty dope to see to see that um, this is how they're going through, and it's getting huge receptions already. Um, just looking at the webtoon uh, numbers, people are really enjoying it. And I'm really excited for other stories that they tell, especially since it doesn't have to be as dark as you know normal DC. They can make it lighthearted, since uh, most not most webtoons, but the slice of life webtoons are pretty much jovial. Um, yeah. vibrant the art styles are definitely put you at ease you know unless yes. they decide to be like hey then one day in chapter 27 
the Bat family lost a member of uh, Jason Todd was taken out by the Joker, and it's just like, oh no! Why would I you think do he that? already came back to life, though. They're yeah, they already, they're, they're like the one who died and came life. back to life. Yeah, they, they yeah. announced that, and this life's alive with. Oh, okay, because <laughs> I'm like, and then we're going to get the Killing Joke all over again, and then it's oh going to become God. a yes. dark fantasy. And then I'm like, you see, this is why you don't do the Batman family as a slice I of life. You should have went Superman. <laughs> no, no, I think they're gonna. I think they're because like Batman has a lot of like silly villains so i think they're gonna yeah literally hype does. up that antic which i'm gonna like a lot because penguin can be funny um scare so scare i guess could be funny in a way if they use them right because like at the end of the day it's just like you know be so unique I'm to see how they do that I'm kind of with Abe on this. A, a Superman like slice of life webtoon would actually the Batman wait, 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 fam wait. has turned. Yes! They're, coming, yes! they're, coming, out, they're coming out with one, guys. It, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's not, happening. It's, not, it's a it's a it's an animated one though, but it's kind of like a okay. slice of life with um Lois and um Clark's time at the Daily Bugle. It's kind Is of it like them as writers. It's not a webtoon. It's a it's an animated oh. series coming out. I think on Cartoon Network. But oh, it's, it's okay. kind of, I like Lois's designs very different from what she normally, like she's kind of more like tomboyish with short hair and Clark's still kind of like cute, but like it's just her time as writers. And I'm like, this is going to be really cute. Because yeah. with Slice of Life, you could do something really fun with like Mixoplex. Exactly. Yo, that's the that, first that, person. That honestly be really, really <laughs> right? fun. Let me look that no, up. No, you got, you got Clark, you got John, you can get Supergirl in there. You, you can get Steel. Like there's so much just fun wholesome content in terms of slice of life that you get from the superman family that yeah, it's just, just flows you know, better. better that's all <laughs> uh-huh okay and then i can't wait when you when you get when you start to feel like wow they really made batman soft and whatnot then then i want to see i want to have this conversation again okay oh baby? it's coming to hbo maximus called my adventures with superman okay. my adventures with superman oh okay yeah i'd watch that yeah. It's it's really cute. It's kind of it reminds me of Voltron's animation art style. Like the Ooh. care, it's very much like like that. So I I, I like it. Looks, it looks cute. Is there a reason why you prefer slice of life genre compared to other genres, Keith? Um. Well, I I like a little bit of everything, honestly. Um. But what? So I used to be very very like anti slice of life. Um. Like. I'll never watch Slice of Life. Like, who? Why would you watch that? It's it sounds boring. Um, and then I actually started to sit down and watch Slice of Life, and I fell in love with it because the the storytelling is so good. Um, especially mm-hmm. coming <clears throat> from uh, someone who's like I've always been a writer. Like I've always loved good storytelling. Um, and with anime, it was like for such a long time, it was always shonen, shonen, like shonen, mm. give me fights, give me, you know, gritty battle stuff. And right. getting into Slice of Life uh, kind of changed everything because with Slice of Life, you don't have the action to rely on. No. Whereas, you know, with some shonen, um, they're kind of carried by their actions and the in-between yes. stuff is not that great. But with slice of life you don't have that so you you know you have drama there's comedy there's you know whatever but it has to be carried by the actual storytelling you have to care about these characters um you have to care about what they're going through because there's not about to be a fight scene (laughs) you know there's not going to be a fight scene dropped in that 
that can take over time. So um, that's what really that's what really did it for me with Slice of Life was like, okay, I love these characters. I love this story. Um, you have to be invested. So that's really what kind of started turning things around for me. Because I really was like, for a long time, was like, I'll, I'll never watch Slice of Life. Like, why do people watch this? It's boring. There's no way that people would enjoy this for real. And then I found out I was completely wrong. That's actually great because, like, I I, <laughs> I definitely like because, like, a lot of people have the same idea and same mind mm-hmm. uh, as you have because, like, they they know everybody has an idea of Dragon Ball Z and they're all like if, when they see think of anime, it's literally automatically Dragon Ball Z. I think you mean Naruto. <laughs> Naruto too. Sailor Moon. All, all everything's Naruto. All and like, it, it's literally like. Yeah, there's gonna be some the only thing about the action you only can remember like literally mm-hmm. the fight sequence and action that they never see as it is where there is a story to anime there are character developments in anime mm-hmm. there are real life dramas there are real life situations there's romance there's a full-on story if i, I love how you uh explain it where like when you don't have these actions it has to be carried on from story has to be carried by the story the drama and the slice of life of it all in order for the anime to i mean it makes it and that's great storytelling all together and if you can use the same great storytelling with the whole shonen fight sequence i mean you you, you're you're talking about an absolute almost perfect anime right there so question for you are you reading or watching um b stars um not currently i i watched the first season of b stars um i watched the i started the first episode of the second season um and i got distracted so i didn't finish the episode Mm. and i haven't been back to it yet um so i i can't really make a comment on the second season just yet what do you think of the I first love... that second season is better but so yeah. i love the first because really? yeah, for you me didn't like... see it coming the twist yeah like i i also love like really like rich story driven like characters and stories mm-hmm. and stuff like that so to see a story about classism like said in like this mm-hmm. setting using the animals and stuff like that like i think it's really unique i've never seen anything like it so wanted to know like what you thought of the first season yeah i um i did like the first season it gave me like it made me think of Zeus Zootopia, and I don't know if right. that's just because I saw Zootopia first. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. Yeah. I get that too. Well, they dealt, with a similar, <laughs> they dealt with a similar aspect too with classism and right. like, racism. Yeah, and, exactly. Even though like they're with technically the supposedly yeah. younger, they're doing some really adult shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it kind of, it gave me like Zootopia High School kind of kind of vibes where um, you know, it's this predator animals versus prey animals. Um, where uh, Lagoshi kind of really has this conflict where he's, you know, this big bad wolf and everyone's kind of afraid of him and he doesn't necessarily see himself that way. Um, And he feels a way that people see him as something that he doesn't really necessarily see himself as. Um, And it's the, the relationship between him and Haru and then also, um, I forget his name, the 
the what is he a he's a deer i think um yeah but yeah that, they're kind of, yeah they're uh i don't know if that's if you want to call that a love triangle or you know whatever they got going on between the three of them yeah. but um it's it's definitely a, a very interesting dynamic to me um and then also you know you add in the other girl that's a wolf that wants Squidoshi and he's like not really interested and and she you know she sees herself as like the perfect you know the perfect uh, uh star. female I guess <laughs> yeah like she, she and she's like you need to be with me and he's like mm, I'm I'm kind of good on you you know so it's so cute every- <laughs> I love her character so much oh it breaks my heart seeing her try every time but I love her confidence though yes that's that's, <laughs> that's what made me like her it's like her confidence she's like you know you need to be with me. He's like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, no, you need to be with me. She's very, she reminds me of myself. She's very direct. She knows what she wants. She goes and gets it. That's why people love mm-hmm. her and why they want her to be the next B-star because she, you know, but she's struggling because of Lagoshi. Like, she's like, why aren't you, like, <laughs> why aren't she responding to me? Like, well, so I- right. so It's like, a whole real high school drama kind yeah, of Yeah, How but, come this yeah. boy doesn't like me even though I like <laughs> you so much? But she, she, she commands a room, like the, the, um, <laughs> the, the, the fair that they're on when she's performing, like she killed me. I, I really love her character. So, but, per, um, per, Paru Itagaki, She's a really good storyteller. Like season two was so good because normally I can pick up on details, but I I had no idea what was going to be revealed season two. And when it did happen, I was like, it makes sense. You know, it makes, it literally mm-hmm. makes sense. But I literally, I love her writing. Um, You know, her father created Baki. So it's, it's interesting. I just found that, that out literally yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> there's a new series out that, um, or I think the characters look kind of like beasts, but they're more humans. But they kind of like animals. But mm. she, she's great. I really do love her her writing. What I could give you a like a non spoiler of season two. It's all the characters has a different are put into a different settings, and they are forced to adapt to those settings, and mm. then creates a whole entire new character development. Each and every single one of them. That's what you can expect for season two of Beastars. Yeah, and I I plan on watching it, but yeah, I definitely have to watch that because I I love when characters are thrown into uncomfortable situations and seeing you know how they adapt to that. And it's funny because kind of like their her father series is different, but it's kind of like they're they're both good at putting characters in these situations and like <laughs> having them literally adapt. So mm-hmm. seeing that small aspect uh, in both their series is kind of cute. Like, oh, because yeah. ba- Baki is for sure good for throwing somebody into a situation where they got yeah. that. <laughs> but even the fight scenes in Beast are good too. So even in a, even in the manga panels, I'm like, okay, okay, she's so, she she do this too, okay. But that was really cool. It was so cool when I found it out a few years back. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> she's like 22. She's young. She's born in 2000. I was like, oh, wow. girl, you young? Yeah. I didn't know she was that young. <laughs> yes, yes. Damn, wow. She's young. So I remember when the first season came out, a lot of people were reacting to episode three, and that was with knowing about haru as a person mm-hmm. a lot of people as the rabbit un- yeah a lot of people <laughs> the rabbit doing uncom- rabbit things uncomfortable <laughs> stuff they're like yo hey yo nobody expected this 
I didn't mind that. I don't like Haru as a character. I like. I don't mind what she goes through is fine. I just don't. I think she's kind of a b word at times. Where I'm but like, then you you understand down. her though. Yeah. No. Afterwards, yeah. Afterwards, like oh, well, I was you know, but I just I don't like how she comes at certain people sometimes. Where I'm like, girl, come chill out. Okay, <laughs> I understand. Like, chill out. Like, you being a little don't. There's no need for all of that. But I. I, I but I still, she still adds to the story. I still like, you know, yeah, she does. How, how she has multiple sides to her, especially when she gets around Lagoshi. So it's, and I love Lagoshi. Um, the Dell is really good too. I love the actor that plays Lagoshi. His voice is, matches Lagoshi's character very well. Yeah, um, Del more sub. Yeah, so mm. I, I really like Lagoshi and like how he develops throughout the series. You know, it's, it's really good. So I have to, I have to, I have to read finish the manga. I, I started it but dropped it, but I need to yeah, get I, I need it. to check out the manga. Because stuff I know, I know stuff the manga finished down. though, and there's side yeah. stories to it. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to pick that up too then. Because I I've only watched the anime. I haven't read the I haven't read the manga. Yeah, after this, no more high school. Stay mm. in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets real. That's where it, gets, it gets real, I'm sure. It gets real real out here. <laughs> So it's it's really cool. Definitely, Beastar is a recommended side-spec anime. Uh, if I could recommend another anime from this season, uh, the Kobayashi Dragon Maid season two. Yeah. I need a list because I would love to get into some more like good slice of life. I just don't know what's least, good, and I don't want to waste my time. With I... Kobayashi Dragon Maid, you have good animation, you have the slice of life stuff, and there's action into yeah. it with great animation from Kyoto Animation. Um, First season one was before the uh, incident with the Kyo Kyo Fanny fire, and then season two mm -hmm. is they're like they're afterwards of the fire. Yet they're still like they're still fighting. They still have this great content and animation and style. And I recommend really New Game. I I um just finished the anime and it's such a cute little slice of life about making video games. Like I the manga just wrapped up a, a month ago or a few weeks back. And it's so cute. I, I I love it. All the characters are adorable. Um, but just there, it's basically work life and it's real situations. How you know deadlines with gaming. So I highly recommend that too because it's it's really good. I need to I need to finish remake our life though because that one that first episode. Yeah, I heard that's really good. Oh, I gotta finish it because <laughs> that first episode I was like, what do I want to be? <laughs> what have I been doing with my life? So yeah. Yeah, and I. I recommend quintessential quintuplets. I always recommend that. That's my great, probably great. currently my favorite slice of life anime. Um, like it was so, yeah, same. Like it, it was so good that it made me go and read the manga afterwards. I was like, I can't wait for, I can't wait to see what happens after this. Because when I, when I watched it, it was season one, and that was all we had. So was like i i refuse to wait for this when when read the manga got caught up week to week was reading week to week and i sam. mean it's finished now but <laughs> sam i'm disappointing you what did, um what i'm disappointing you sam uh you know we've been talking about slice of life and you haven't mentioned welcome to demon school or rumacoon like, oh right i i oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry yes Excuse you are me. absolutely right like the dark side yes you you are absolutely right that you, have to, you have you have to check out welcome to demon school a room for slice of life it has comedy it has slice of life content it has school life drama and it, it, 
it's great. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, season two just wrapped up about Mm -hmm. last weekend. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I've ever since uh, I I hopped on it. I know Sam reads the um, manga. I do. Um, I started the anime with uh, Black Hole from uh, Twitter, and we've been watching it faithfully since season one. And every every new episode, we talk about how just wholesome it is and season two has been so wholesome especially the last few chapters uh, like oh, keep i know now i know, I know why uh, so I, now friend. i know why i did not yeah. mention that first because kobayashi <laughs> may had the plot stuff so yeah but go for it but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched that one yet but my girlfriend raves about that show yeah. so it's so so yeah. dope uh, so wholesome uh demon's the, what's it called? Uh, welcome, welcome to, to Demon, Demon School. School. Welcome to Demon School. Room. Yeah, they're talking about that. My girlfriend absolutely loves this show. Tell and her she has. She, she like yells at me for taste. not watching it yet. Yeah, where you? Why, come on, the slice of life, the slice of life king, and you haven't watched that yet? I'm so upset. I'm so. Upset. So what's, what's great about Slime season two part two? I'll, I'll watch it. Great about yeah. Rumakun is that each season is twenty one episodes. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more coming. Season three has just been confirmed. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of. It's always like, nice when the season, the next season, gets confirmed. Yeah, instead of being the left in the air like yeah. with this domestic girlfriend. Because I never know if I'll get another season of Domestic Girlfriend. I'm upset. Yeah, don't don't, don't hold your breath. Don't don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I, not going don't to hold your breath. <laughs> just uh, welcome to Demon School has about what two fifty plus chapters. Right? Sir, it has enough content for up to season six. There we go. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. And more. Nice. And then it's going to be more. It's literally, since it's high school, it's like, you know, usually it's year by year by year by year. They just started getting into their second year of high school. You know, yeah. there's, like a, there's, there's still well, one more full year. And then, like, afterwards, it's whatever happens. But there's a lot of content into uh, Welcome to Theme School. Yeah, I love it so much that yeah. Loki is in my top five. It's, it's in my top five anime. <laughs> Um, I, I it, it's normally it, it's just like it every week I, I come away just happy it's you know because most of the time I watch a lot of um I do watch a lot of shonen and I've been trying to branch out some more um and, and when it comes to just the wholesomeness the, it's so cute it's so like you always you always end up smiling watching while you're watching it you know it just makes you so <laughs> so happy every episode just brings you to, to like oh Especially with the, you know, the last couple episodes between Iruma-kun and Namiri. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, yo, I, this is I, so cute. I, I definitely recommend the, the dub, dubbing for Iruma-kun too. It's great. It's really good. Oh, the dub good. is good? Okay. The dub is great, really yeah. Okay. Um, I, might, I might do that then. I might do the dub if, it's, if it's that good. It's great. Um, I think the voice actress who voices uh, what's the name from Jojo Part 4, um, the little boy, I think she's a voice of yeah mm-hmm. i like her oh. voice because her voice is very she put she voices a lot of boys a lot of time like she voices was um what's the name from um promise Everland, um ray i like mm-hmm. how okay. she does her voices they they they're always different so when i found out it's her i was like oh my god cool <laughs> she has so many oh. ranges yeah <laughs> yeah she does oh that's cute uh we also know the voice actor for jazz the dub for the dub voice of him uh ryan uh great humble dude a uh, lot of great cast within the Welcome to Demon School, Rubicoon. Um, Dylan K. Castell, um, he voices, um, what's his name from JoJo? Uh, Bus Joe Bro. If I'm, if I'm correct, I think it's Kyle Herbert, the principal, the granddad. 
Oh, I definitely check out the dub. I haven't watched a dub of any recent stuff since like I started my One Piece journey three years ago. That was the last time I watched a dub. Out of it. Ever since then, when we got to Punk Hazard, then I switched to sub because I was like, all right, they don't have any more dub episodes. I don't feel like waiting, so I, yeah. I haven't watched dub since then. Um, but if the dub is that good, I need to I need to go peep it. Just if only I can just relive and rewatch Welcome to Demon School because it's <laughs> but uh since we uh mentioned jojo's uh i've been all right the news of jojo part uh, stone ocean coming out exclusively on netflix and it being monthly i was so confused by that like i kept looking to see what this meant and most articles like yeah so it's supposed to drop monthly this is what stone ocean is about and i'm like wait 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 but I need someone to and, tell me what that means. And it's weird because they they announced <laughs> that they're have they're releasing all six episodes all at once. So when they re- when I saw they're saying monthly, I was like, okay, so are they releasing it in parts then? Because yeah. they haven't they haven't introduced one mm-hmm. character that's the villain. They haven't introduced them yet. So I'm like, how far are we getting in in part six? Like yeah, you know, one, with, with so get them going article. monthly, it's like literally going the same pace as the manga. Because I know the manga goes monthly as well. Well, rarely. And having it to hear, like, I, I guess after the first six episodes of the first month, and then it starts going month to month. Well, when Stone Ocean came out, I know, um, according to what Oracle says, Stone Ocean was being released uh, bi-weekly when the manga was uh, live. And when they say monthly, some people assume that they'll just drop, like, four <coughs> to six episodes every month. And then that's how we'll consume it. And I'm like, okay, why didn't you just say that? Well, you saying it monthly makes sense. Like, yeah, so September 3rd, you get episode one. October 3rd, you'll get episode two. I I'm still like, don't like it. it because why are you changing the format of JoJo for the your only woman character of JoJo? Why like everything worked for the previous ones? So you're changing, you're changing the platform it's on to Netflix, mm-hmm. which you know, whatever, fine, that happens. Um, the OVA was great. I loved OVA. But I just, I, I see too many differences with part six with slight animation differences, how they're releasing it. And I'm concerned because it's like, I, I really enjoy this part. People gave the ending, you know, slack, but it's like, I don't want people to get turned off to this because of how they're, how they're going yeah. about it. Because you look at the three current, like, major animes, I'll say right now, you have on Netflix, you have Shaman King, you have JoJo's, and then you have Komi-san Can't Communicate, which is coming out. And yeah. all three are being released very differently. Yeah, Shaman King too. is... Cur- yeah, Eden Zero as well. Shaman King is going every week in Japan, but they waited several months mm-hmm. to give us all of season one. And they're going to yes. wait a couple months to give mm-hmm. us uh, the next part. Because the rest I think of there's, it. Yeah, exactly. Dumb, it's like two parts. Yeah. Two parts so it's like, season one. Okay, that's one way to do it. With JoJo's, they're planning to do it monthly in batches. And then with Komi-san, that one they're going to drop weekly two weeks after it airs in uh, Japan. So October 6th is when it mm. airs in Japan. But then Netflix it, is going to drop it on the 20th. No, the 21st. Oh. And then every week from there, we'll get a new episode of Komi-san. Um, somewhat similar to how they're... Do, I don't know where Eden Zero falls in either of those three methods. It's just like... Same as Shopping. consistency. Okay. Because they came out around mm-hmm. the same the same season. They came... Shaman yeah. Mm-hmm. Zero did. It's like, hey, Netflix, just give it give it to me one way. You know, just give it to me <laughs> weekly. You can do that. That'd be preferred. Um, don't don't be like, hey, we're gonna drop this. You can watch it off of 
other sites, you know, six months in advance. Mm-hmm. But if you wait six months, we'll give it to you. We'll give you 13 episodes. <laughs> uh, Japan is on episode 30 right 84. now. 84. But then it's like, also to prepare this. for the other uh, dub voicings too. It's not just with English, but like with Portuguese, French, yeah. Yeah, German, Spanish, like Spanish, everything. Look, Especially reason- when... I only do subs, so I don't I don't need that excuses. Netflix. I don't need all that excuse. Just give me my sub. Give me my sub, yo. I mean, it's but, also so that because Netflix is worldwide, international, where everybody mm-hmm. has Netflix and animes and stuff like that. Them picking up an anime where you either like wait to whole week to week, which is just like other people, other outside of US, everybody actually gets week to week. Now it's like the, mm-hmm. like with Comey and can't communicate. This is the first time we're having a week to week anime. For the states, Netflix is like, "Hey, yeah. Crunchyroll, we can do what y'all do too." And I, I think Netflix is kind of experimenting with what what they can do, especially since Definitely. they're like relatively new in the anime space, yeah. I guess. Because you know they they have you know reality TV shows that they drop weekly, they so why yeah. can't you they drop do. anime weekly? And like the format for anime is already weekly dropped, so. It's not. It's really not something that you need to experiment with because yeah. clearly it's something that works already. That so, every other uh, site does, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah. does it. Funimation does it. Hulu does it. Like from on, from their right. perspective, it's like, well, our customers are used to just clicking mm-hmm. on Netflix and then just binge watching everything. Yeah. And binging, to switch it up, yeah. some people might not like it, but I mean, mm-hmm. for the anime watchers, right. Which are the people you're trying to We're attract? We're used to because they're spending tens of millions right now on anime. So it's right. like just do it, you know. Yeah, and that but and I think I, that's where Netflix's thing is because binging is kind of like their their like mission statement. That's kind of like thing. what they're known for. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're like, oh, we know. But yeah, so anime is a different ball game, man. Like yeah. <laughs> Netflix is kind of like introducing a lot of people to anime to anime also. Whereas you know, with Funimation and Crunchyroll you're getting viewers who are used to this yes. you know you're getting fairly see if you have crunchyroll you're probably seasoned at least a little bit in anime because you're paying for a service that is specifically anime um whereas with netflix it's like you know we have all this other stuff and then somebody might decide to watch an anime for the first time on netflix and you know that for a new anime watcher weekly might be a little bit jarring because they're used to being on Netflix and you can watch, you know, binge watch everything at the same time. So I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like just give us weekly. <laughs> what, what I also understand, what I also know is that Netflix also creates a lot of original Netflix anime too. Yeah. And more often than not, they miss. Yeah. Well, it's because but at least they, they're trying, yeah. man. Yeah, they are. Because I'm they not gonna lie, chances. They did Aijin. Aijin. I liked Aijin. And uh, no. They did Nice of Sidonia. They, I don't think that was, a, no, that wasn't original. But it's, they, they, they tried. Yeah, they tried. It's, it's not the manga. Like, they, they did Got Devil Man Cry Baby, and a lot of people. We know, keep speak on it. Devil Man Cry Baby is, is my third favorite anime of all time. So, I mean, <laughs> I definitely appreciate five. them doing but then right again, the again, they are like, they're, they're willing to cut budgets with 3d 3d cg anime mm-hmm. stuff yeah. and it has not been working well such well, as like ghost in a shell like, can't get an ashura yeah can't get an ashura baki a little bit too nice well, 
Of the Zodiac. Actually, I'm sorry. Baki. I think Baki's being licensed. Knight of the Zodiac. And they work with Toei with that. Oh, yeah. We want to get um, kids and their their parents into Saint Seiya. No. That CGI Saint Seiya that they did was not. I said I was watching the miraculous (laughs) little big cat noir. I'm like, this is a children's (laughs) Seiya has killed people. Seiya has (laughs) killed grown men. Why are you skipping that part in this? Why? It's it's a double-edged sword with Netflix introducing people to, to anime because the Ghost in the Shell series that they have, I think it's terrible. And I'm a huge <laughs> Ghost in the Shell fan. I have a poster on my wall. I have all the Blu-rays. Like, I love Ghost in the Shell. And that is not good. So if that's someone's first exposure to it, that's not okay. So it's it's a double-edged <laughs> sword with that one. But at least, again, at least they're trying. They're giving people opportunities to make things other studios wouldn't pay for. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Uh, and I, I appreciate that they're opening an animation school in Japan because yes. um, they, yeah they have yeah to yeah they're opening a school because there is definitely a shortage of animators yeah. in the industry they have right a whole, now like a school and housing program for it that's really cool yeah scholarships yeah. and I think they're working towards trying to get the wages better too because we all know mm, that that's for sure don't get paid with what they're what they should be paid um so hopefully mm-hmm. they can figure things out and get this industry to a little bit of a better standard yeah <laughs> race as, as far course. as the actual people behind it because we all love anime but i definitely think the animators need to be paid much more than what they get paid they need to have definitely have way better working conditions um and you know, people. Uh, I, I know there's an issue where people don't want to go into animation because the the wages are so low. So hopefully they can get this thing flipped around at least. You know, start a little bit. Because there's so many different like mangas, manwas, you know, webtoons that would be dope to see animated. You know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. well, if you don't have enough animators, when do you choose? I mean, uh, right. No bless a webtoon. I enjoyed the anime when it came out a couple of seasons ago, um, a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, Tower of God, God of High School, even though there have been other issues with that. And I know when it comes to Netflix, uh, talking about how they've been experimenting way of the house husband. I have yet to watch it, but Loved the, it. the main thing, you know, you the detractors was the style, the animation style, which, yeah. you know, they yeah, were like, I oh, it's like a slideshow. Yeah. But it, then people who speak highly on it said it was a hilarious. It, it was, was. The, com- the comedy okay. is fantastic, but yeah. the animation mm-hmm. where it's just like you expected a it, lot more. Yeah, it Even was still me. shot for the most yeah. part. It was a lot of still shot. Nothing, nothing, nothing really moved like that. For references, but the, if everybody remembers <laughs> the I, My Hero Academia with um, Muriel trying to do his action from the series, is literally just. I felt like it it still it wasn't like bad. Like when I watched it, I'm like, this is it's still funny. It's still it wasn't like it was mm-hmm. like regular Ragnarok where it was literally just you know oh yeah PDF, Ragnarok, Ragnarok PDF files going across in a power presentation, but it, it mm-hmm. flowed, it worked for what it was. So I I, I didn't mind yeah, and, it, and I looked in the manga and it literally is like snap by snap the manga yeah, how, how it flows. So I didn't I didn't mind that creative. So, my question to y'all then, because uh, uh, where the house husband presents an interesting um, question I have. 
so for you guys as consumers of anime, at one point, does the content like outweigh the animation style or vice versa for you? Um, how depends I... how good the storytelling is. Yes, for me, yeah. yeah, same because like the animation can be shit, but the story can be mm-hmm. very very good, and it's just like mm-hmm. you don't need and to watch it. And it'll still keep you engaged. Yeah, yeah. it'll keep me engaged, mm-hmm. of course. That was me with Ruby season one. Ruby season one was mm-hmm. had terrible animation, it was, but the story yeah. was hooked but me the in really immediately, good. and I and I suffered through it. But you you consistently saw it get better, so that also added mm-hmm. to the experience. And now it's like story's crazy, the animation is really good, and Chris. So it's like it's it's yeah, it's definitely a story for me. It's, I've been wanting to get into Ruby. Ruby is fire. Please, Ruby's good. Go go watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to check all, it out. They're all on Crunchyroll right now. I'm so glad yeah. when they decided to stop going on their own page where I have to pay money for it. <laughs> Partner with Crunchyroll with that because I'm like I don't have money, <laughs> but I love the characters and I I love the, they get real into like their story like I I love it it's it's kind of like kind of like classic you know like a uh, fairy tale but with it obviously with a twist when it's it's mecha weapons it's it's good I love it love it mm-hmm. I gotta go get caught up but uh, I watched the first four seasons and I loved it. I loved so... all four seasons. Ruby's my favorite character. Definitely worth I, watching. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love her sister, but there are so many great yeah, characters. Mine is, Blake um, Belladonna is, 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 I know the characters. Blake Belladonna is you know, Blake, all black. Oh, Blake, well, she's, <laughs> she's a, um, I forgot their club, but they're like the animal people. She, she's a cat and mm-hmm. that they have, they have racism with that in it. So you get, you get an anime-esque vibe within this American, well, it's not American made, but produce studio type thing mm-hmm. um the the creator of the series actually voices one of the characters he passed away a few he passed away a couple but years he, ago yeah, yeah but it's it's such a great series i love it you know started off like a like a you know a high school uh 3d cgi project but now it's like mm-hmm. really something different and i oh, dope. so good <laughs> yeah because the first the first season the, the episodes are only like 10 12 minutes yeah they were short and it came out and I, it's funny because again netflix i i came across on netflix i saw it i literally finished the whole season within an hour and i was like wait i'm on a different now because i didn't realize how short they that were so short yeah. to help answer to answer even more from, from eight's question there's also like if you're not if you know the animation is crap and you know like you don't need to pay attention to it you could also focus on the dub voicing as well at least, at least from that forth, it's like, how well can you voice the character? And even, even you can, yeah, of course, you could go revert to the manga and have that alternate. But what if you were to have the manga and then you just have the dub voices? You could just enjoy the art from the manga and then let the voice actors who've done the voicings of it just to give you the line by line. I think that'd be a great way to enjoy the content as well. So, yeah. so I'm a weirdo. I'm with I'm with Ray, right? If if the animation's crap, I'll just read the manga. But what I will do is watch like a couple episodes of the anime so I can get the music and the characters' voices yes. in my head, and then okay. I play that in my head while I read. Oh, so that's okay, what I okay, would do. Okay. The music in Ruby is crazy good. That's <laughs> all. Like, it's good. But I I like. With the dub, like I, I like when like we all can't be like the John Young bosses of you know of certain things where they can give you creative freedoms and it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know. So <laughs> it, it 
I feel like it depends on the voice actor and what and like what the what they're trying to go with the character. But there's some those words that I do like when they take creative liberties and kind of put spins on the characters from you know the manga to like on the anime. But that doesn't work all the time. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I think for me it's um similar to to you and uh, Ray JB um, minus the voice and the music. It's just like, look, if I try something that's like, yo, this genre is not for me, I'll just switch to the manga. But at the same time, it's like, it becomes low on my priority. Like Record of Ragnarok, I know people, before the anime came out, people were hyping it up on a TL, right. uh, up to Project Manga, yeah, and they were really showing mad love. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And another anime dropped, and I'm like, oh, you know, I could, I could peep it since it's going to be an action-filled one. And then so much negative criticism, I was like, ah. I'll read it, but like it went from being like something that's at the top of my list to the bottom. I'll get to it when I get to it because clearly, like, I don't need to rush. It's not like people are gonna be talking about it too much on the TL since the animation is is you know crap to to most people. Um, but it is actually interesting that you, JB, that you and Ray will listen to it just to get the voices and the music in your head, and that way. Okay, but but yeah, I feel it. Dude, that's that's like one of my favorite parts about like reading my hero. Like depending on like the fights, when it's like villains showing up, like I hear the score in my head and I can hear the the sub voice actors. So it increases the the reading uh um, just go to like Spotify or something like that. Just play a playlist of yeah, just play the score. That's uh, no literally reading enjoyment in hats. So I have another question then, um, and this is related basically to everyone, especially those in the chat for, I know we have a couple of writers, mangakas, and, you know, Keith himself, he's a writer. When it comes to when you write, are you the type of person that has like a, a playlist that's being played or a soundtrack that you like to have on when you write? Um, for me, it, it, it depends on personally my mood. Uh, I love The weekend. So oftentimes I listen to the weekend when I edit, I listen to the weekend when I write. And so um, it, it, as a result, I guess you could say that my subject matter is more uh, emotional and, and what <laughs> I'm out here vibing to the trilogy album and being like, you just love me because I'm mad. I'm like, oh, okay, so some sad stuff, right? Uh, but what what do you guys like to listen to when yeah. you uh, do content creation? I have a whole playlist that I have called anime writing inspiration. So, <laughs> cause you know, I, I am a person that thinks um, and scenes in my head. So music helps to add to that. So um, I have a lot of like bleach opening songs in my playlist. So I have like um, Colors of the Heart by Uva World. I have Riri Asian Kung Fu Generation, which I love. Lisa Lisa stuff. Um, just songs that I like from series that I enjoy, like um, Blue Encounter, a lot of Blue Encounter, a lot of Uber World, Screen Mode. Um, but just songs that I think help my creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have hip hop in there here and there. My favorite woman, a lot of women artists that I like, Paramore. Um, just things that I like from series that I like with things like that. So when I'm actually writing, I don't like to listen to music that has lyrics. Um, so I'll usually put on like jazz or uh, some meditation music, that kind of thing, uh, just so that I can focus. Because I, I have a tendency that um, if I'm listening, if I'm writing and listening to music with words, 
sometimes I'll start writing out the lyrics of what I'm listening to. So just to avoid that completely, I just, uh, I put on, you know, classical music or jazz or meditation music, whatever. Um, but sometimes to, to get into the mood for writing, um, depending on what I plan on working on or whatever the scene is about to be, um, I'll listen to like Kanye West or um, uh, what else, like Nipsey Hussle, uh, Big Sean, Meek Mill, like that real motivating music, um, especially like if I'm getting ready to get into like an action scene or something like that, like that's definitely the music I kind of want to put on. Um, and I'm also, so I'm working on uh, putting together a playlist of um music music that inspires the sound that i want my anime to have uh mm -hmm. when i finally get one so like that that's going to have like um some tracks from watch the throne on it um hey. some uh I'll, well if, uh abe i think you're familiar with Kamasi Washington. But, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Some some Yo. songs from him on there. Yeah. Oh, just cause, cause I cause I like I'll be listening to the songs and and I'll be like, okay, this is the kind of music that I want my anime to have when I finally get one. Like so it's I'm putting together a playlist of things that like this is what I want my OST to sound like when I start putting my OST together. Um and and I like very like kind of jazzy, but also kind of like boom hit you in the face type music. Um, so yeah, like definitely like the first five tracks of Watch the Throne. It's like yes, that's what I want. So oh yeah, for anybody who's not familiar with Kamasi Washington, if you are if you just love jazz, you know Kamasi. He's he's relatively new like it's not like an old school jazz artist he's yeah. he's a young and he's around definitely you know, our contemporary ages. yeah contemporary and his i i chanced upon him because you know every now and then i like to just put on a jazz playlist from spotify uh when i when i'm in the mood of like hey i need to focus especially i need to like get studious kind of um mm -hmm. and then i heard a track from kamasi washington i'm like Oh, this one, it stood out <laughs> so much. So then I was mm -hmm. like, all right, let me go explore. And it's, man, if you love jazz, Kamasi Washington is yeah. definitely someone you should dope. To. Yeah, he he's is. real dope. Yeah, um, he is. Uh, a guy that I work with put me on to him uh, maybe a month or two ago. And I wouldn't, everything that's on uh, that's on Apple Music, I was like, add, add, add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got hit, you know. It's just, it's it really just, Fills the room, fills your space, however you like to consume your music, whether through headphones, through speakers, through sound system. It, it's strong. His music is strong. It really sets the tone. So the fact that you plan to have him on your playlist for anime, I already yeah. know that John going to be busting. That John, be, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I can't wait. I can't wait. So whenever you drop that playlist, you know, slot it, slot it, slot it. You know, oh, slot yeah. It yeah, I definitely got you. I got to. Um... I gotta stop being because I, I have the tracks in my I just gotta stop being lazy and actually make the playlist. But yeah, right. once once I make it, I definitely got you. All right, say that, say that. Uh so I wanna start with uh who is your goat mangaka? Yoshiro Tagashi. That's my guy. 
that's who I, I model all of my all of my writing after him. <laughs> like he he's probably uh writing style wise, he's probably my biggest inspiration, I'd say. So in that case, I guess I should share this knowledge. Um me and Keith have a major disagreement when it comes to this topic of Hunter <laughs> Hunter versus Full Metal Alchemist uh Brotherhood. So we will save that from a different episode. <laughs> yeah, because that we will save that in a different episode. I promise. I promise I'll have a whole schedule in. Keith and, I, Keith and I have disagreements about it, but me and Steve, we really don't be seeing eye to eye when it comes to the topic of, of Hunter Hunter and Full Metal Alchemist Brother. So, you know, since since Hunter Hunter has been thrown out there several times already today, um, uh, I just wanted to share that fact that me and him, we, we don't see eye to eye. It, it, it's dope that that Sagashi inspires you because it shows um, it shows in Black Lotus. I, I have my copy um, down below with my other manga and whatnot, which is so dope. Although I think I need to change it from the manga pile to my comic pile, um, uh, which I will end up I doing. still have to finish that. I remember you sent us out like a whole PDF file, I think, of Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. And I, I read like two pages of it. But I haven't got a chance to finish that niece. Oh, it's now. great! It's actually I, a, yeah, I, definitely a different theme. I've never expect with uh, Western world, exactly. with West world, with uh, kung fu and everything like that. Yeah, I, thank I'm, you. Yeah, that's what I was I was going for. Um, something that was like familiar, but also very different. So. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, when I know when we had you on Inside the Mind of a Blurred and um, uh, we interviewed you and Brandon, I had said then, like, yo, the artwork of Black Lotus Dragon was so, so flames. And then for you to send us after image, I was like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know there was a new level that can be hit. I was, I was already, already all and, and excited. And then it's like, hey, 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 that ain't nothing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> just be coming with hits after hits like hey so definitely for those who haven't checked out black lotus dragon check that out check it out it, yes, you, please, it won't be a waste do. of your time at all it's so far uh so i guess the next question would be what, what, when when should how long should we wait for chapter two <laughs> of uh black, black lotus dragon yes um so we are definitely dropping that next year um okay which month I'm not all the way sure yet. Um, I'm hoping we'll agree on it at latest before summer. Um, but we're we're work we're we're working on a couple things right now, um, and we want some things to kind of drop alongside with it. So it's it's finished. I will tell you that chapter two is finished. Um, nice. So we're kind of we're kind of just sitting on it to see what we want to drop along with it um and but but i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping for first quarter of next year uh so probably i'm hope i'm hoping for not that long after after image number two drops i'm excited for that yeah so yeah we we're definitely planning something special to drop you know as part of black lotus dragon chapter two so 
Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what's taking so long, but it it's definitely it's ready to go. We're just figuring out what we're going to do uh, around it. Yeah, JB, I, I'm not kidding when I say like, careful for spoilers. The Concept Moon has has some hits. They got some <laughs> some jaws we can definitely uh, spend time highlighting on 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 the platform, especially for our comic recommendations and whenever we want to do reviews. They mm, Say less, disappointed, bro. JB. <laughs> Say less. Yes, we appreciate can't wait, that. We can't wait for the future. But speaking of the future, <laughs> what do you want to see five years from now for Concept Moon Studios? Um, five years from now, I'm hoping we've got, you know, a full slate of titles out, um, all with multiple issues, uh, five years. I'm hoping, you know, we'll be in the process, at least in the process of working on, uh, getting some animation out, um, getting, you know, turning some of our titles into TV shows, uh, talking to, you know, whoever Netflix, Crunchyroll whoever whoever wants to come talk to us but you know we we want to be um we definitely want to be you know in the in the tv streaming space uh i definitely i absolutely think if not all of our titles at least a couple of them deserve to be seen as animated series so netflix y'all y'all can approach (laughs) but please give them creative control like if you're going to do like y'all did (laughs) castlevania Oh, for sure. Pull right. up. If y'all gonna because do like y'all record record, please stay away. Because it's Powerhouse sad because, Studio. Get Powerhouse because, Studios. No, literally, I love Powerhouse. Because um, I think um, what's it called? Um, there's this one series with like all the characters are like obviously references from like DC. I have the comic, but like they're supposed to come out with animated series on Quibi, but Quibi got like. Mm-hmm. You know, destroy whatever. So Ooh, they had to cancel the series. Quibi was short lived as hell. Oh Man, my God. but <laughs> but like the series, I was excited for because like the comics really good. I can, the name's escaping me, but you know, same black creator. You know, black characters, superheroes, but you know, it got canceled. So creative control is one hundred percent important, and I I hope you guys you know do that with because a lot like you said, these series I can mm-hmm. easily see be animated or even live action, like you know, um, the boys will have you because like it's just. Mm-hmm. And that's how lively these characters are. I mean, whether animated or live action, it can work either or. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we um, our plan is to, you know, maintain as much creative control as we can. I know a lot of these studios kind of, um, they want to take 100% of the rights from you in a way. You know, well, not really in a way, but you know, when you sell it to them, they want to own it completely, and that's kind of that's not what we want to do. We still want to own our IPs. Um, and, you know, whoever works with us, they can, you know, co-produce or whatever, but we still uh, want to retain the rights to our stuff. And can, you know, if that relationship falls apart, we don't mm-hmm. want to be in production hell because you still own our stuff. You know, if we, if the relationship falls apart, we want to be able to walk to somebody yeah. else with our same stuff and, get the you know get it done the way it should get done that patent so, pending patent it and everything yeah we but just that, we, did, we don't want anyone else to own our properties our properties belong to us but like Amen to yeah i would i would rather wait more years to own mm-hmm. my shit than just to give it away to someone else Great. right um Okay, so since you said like you would like to have anime, like the series in Concept Moon to have an anime, 
which one which one do you want to have to have an anime first um well being completely biased uh i would love to see black lotus track <laughs> of course we here for that we stand that yes. no, you know i was i was just um, gonna say like yo choose wisely <laughs> and then uh uh but out, outside of my own um i would love to see uh the outlaws get animated first to be honest um that's probably and i love all of our series obviously you know don't get me wrong i love all of our series but uh the outlaws is my next favorite series uh that's not of my own creation so uh if i if i was to leave out mine i would say the outlaws for sure so i know with businesses and studios they have to make tough decisions and choices and stuff what is the toughest decision that you had to make for concept in the studios um man i haven't run into a super super tough decision just yet um i would say the hardest is probably i would say sitting on sitting on series that that i'm like ready to release um we ha we have a series um from a close friend of mine that uh her first chapter is finished she sent it to us and everything and we're kind of mm. sitting on it and it's it's very it's very tough for me because i want to put it out like right now <laughs> like if i if it was up to me uh i'll be like okay let's drop it right now but we're trying to be strategic about it so um, we've been sitting on it for a little bit and it will it will be coming out next year i will say that for sure um but it it's also it's one of those things that uh we're thinking of dropping alongside black lotus dragon chapter two so it's like you know we have to make sure when we drop stuff it's the right timing um it's not running into uh to timeline wise it's not running into uh maybe another project or even you know another indie creators project because we try to because we're indie creators and we we know how it can go um we try not to drop at the same time as other indie creators so that they right. can get that attention on their project we're not we don't want to take away from them um and we know you know people would people try to support indie all over but you know if you've got three indie projects dropped at the same time we try to make it so that people don't have to choose we we space it out so that you know if this person over here is dropping they can drop theirs get their full attention and it will drop i could see that it's so like none of us none of us can like steal each other's like the fandom and population kind of thing. right but i that's do, considered because we guys, promote other that's being considerate well. actually yeah yeah. Me, I'm not that concerned, it, but it's, it's good. I'm not in charge of <laughs> but like, like but that. then some, but then like, it, it's not like it's like you have to choose which side you went to, but you could still read all three of right. them, like from the whole entire series. And I would definitely uh, say like consistency works really well for anything with business and like, you want to give out the product into a consistent content, like with manga, with with Shonen Jump, they come out every Sunday or sometimes takes a break, but there's a new chapter of manga series that comes out or either monthly or bi-weekly 
and they, they keep a whole tight schedule and everything. And, and it actually really helps with not just the algorithm of everything, all of it, but as well as like, it's consistent. People have something to look forward to onto the series. It's, um, you don't have to wait too long of it. It also like tightens up the space of delay time where like, if it goes off months and, or months ahead, of, months ahead for a new chapter, it doesn't put away the idea of the mind. Oh yeah, the series, like, I remember the series, I read this. Let me come back to this and like read it. And like, I remember chapter one, I can't wait for chapter two. It's the consistency of it all for uh, a manga series and story, for sure. Yeah, and even um, like you know, using Shonen Jump as an example again, um, I don't I don't know if you guys remember the old physical versions of Shonen Jump, <laughs> but um, yes, I found one old you know, com- <laughs> Samuel's but about the, to the, flex on us real quick. Oh, I wait, I have one. I have one too. I have a, one with bleach on the cover that my friend bought. Oh. It's oh, somewhere deep in my closet. On, okay, I, I can't. It's somewhere deep. I, I don't want to go through that right now. <laughs> right, but um, you know the the order the order is not always the same. You know they will put you know yeah. the more popular ones towards the front, the ones that were kind of falling off a little bit towards the end. But mm-hmm. the new series are also towards the front you know to to give that attention to the new series and then you get into the series that you're familiar with you know so that's that's kind of the way that we approach it too is like um you want to give people you know what they're waiting for but also if we're introducing something new or even someone else is introducing something new you you want to drive that attention to that you don't necessarily want to take away because you know you know that if they like it they'll come to the series that they're looking for but you also want them to go to that new series so it's kind of it's a little bit of a balancing act look at that oh, we got that one <laughs> dang, dang. Dang. look at I, look I, at I, sir samuel samuel uh, the Monster, man that's his name I, I, I remember i i remember in the episode earlier episodes i i have a whole entire collection of these <laughs> dating man. back within dating back into like 2003 2004 because it used to be where you could like you could literally like order them in to your house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like you know back then because like, yeah are my, those are my scholastic that's <laughs> what i look forward to in those scholastics man i i there was this comic book shop that had a whole bunch of old like shonen jump just books laying around mm-hmm. for cheap like they had the shaman king one i was like oh my gosh i <sighs> i moved from it but i'm like uh that, that was such a nice little little thing to have mm-hmm. <laughs> For 30 bucks, you get a whole 12 month subscription. Yeah. Back at subscriptions was a thing. Oh my God. Like, right. They I mean, they still are. Well, they are, but, but for like books and stuff. Like, Man, you know, like right. magazines. Us sound old. But we still care about magazines. <laughs> I, I am, am still young. <laughs> Bro, because then when I had it, it was like you, you could like send in something for like a bleach. One of the bleach is like um, color, color books or whatever, like that. And I was like, wow, back when mm. you used to. Mail things in to get practices. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like I, I do love the the books and series, especially where you have one chapter of every content from Shonen Jump, as well as like some behind the scenes, yeah. some the mangaka's comments. You have like a whole interview of them for the chapter, and these things are like once a month, which mm-hmm. gives them a lot of like time to work on their mangas as well as 
being interviewed, have it literally issued out. I think this. I think they still have physical copies in Japan, but in the states, not anymore. Everything became you have to order them digital. like yeah, you have to order them on certain sites to to get yeah. all of that. But definitely, like I do like how Constant Moon does their magazines, literally like exactly like Show and Jump used to be. Uh, even though it's not it, like digital is the way it is right now at this time, it's still <laughs> fine, absolutely you still get a taste of everybody's creative aspects of their own stories onto all-in-one magazine book, as well as their thoughts, backstories, and inspirations of what's to, of an, an idea of what's to come in future chapters of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you, you get to know the, the author a little bit too. That, um, and I, I think that's a big part because people people want to relate to, you know, whoever's creating the content that they're consuming, mm-hmm. at least right now, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I like the content, but do I like the creator as well? And that's that's kind of where things seem to be headed um, and where things are kind of at right now. So it's like, you know, when you when you can put that that kind of um, writer's notes or, you know, notes from the author or the editor or whatever it, in something that's definitely uh, always a plus for your audience, for sure. I mean, like for sure, so, like we're, we're now in the era where don't meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what made you decide to partner with Concept Moon Studios compared to doing on to Webtoon side or other indie black manga studios like Noir Caesar? Um, so, um, it's kind of in a little bit of an interesting story how I kind of linked up with Concept Moon. Um, so I had I had started writing uh, a manga, and um, at the time I was planning on self publishing, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Noir Caesar actually they did one year they did a contest for submissions. Um, and I, I didn't want to submit to them my original story just because I didn't know how things would go as far as, you know, the rights and that kind of thing if I was to win the contest. Uh, so I created a new story, submitted that to them. I didn't win. Um, okay. So I, but I, I kept working on the story. So now I've got two stories that I'm working on. Uh, and around the time I had started listening to a Blanime podcast and they have they actually have Brandon come on as a guest. Uh, and that was my first introduction to Content Moon. And after listening to that episode, I hit up Mike and I was like, hey Mike, uh, I was listening to you guys' episode. Can you got, you know, can you link me with this Brandon guy? because uh, I I've been trying to work on, you know, my own company and I figure it's probably better for us to work together than for us to be competition with each other. So Mike linked us and uh, I gave Brandon a call. Me and him chopped it up for a little bit. And I was like, hey, I have a story that I'm working on, but I also have a little bit of experience in marketing. I could help you guys, um, you know, if if you're open to it. And he was open to it. He was kind of handling most of the business stuff on his own. Uh, we do have uh, another partner, our, the, the other co-founder of Concept Moon, Corey Lewis, but he's, He's active military, so 
you know, he he puts in his input when he can. He's the writer of Frontline Soldiers, one of our stories. Um, but, you know, since he's active military, he's fairly limited in what he can do. So and then tips. Brandon also, right. And Brandon also at the, at the time, um, and even still now, he's working overseas in Saudi Arabia. So me being in the States, uh, it kind of was perfect timing when I reached out to him. He was, he was like, yeah, you know, if you can help us out, you're stateside, you can, you know, go to, that's where our market's at anyway. You can go to events, you can, you know, do whatever we need to get done. Um, and yeah, ever since then, it's been history, I guess. <laughs> that's so dope. That's so dope. Like, just, it really speaks to the work ethic of Brandon and um, the writer of uh, Frontline Soldiers. Uh, you said Corey? Corey, yeah. Corey, yeah. Um, Corey and Brandon, like, Yo, they're they're overseas. I know, like you mentioned, Brandon's in Saudi Arabia right now. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> the time zones. I I remember we talked to uh Brandon before. He's like, man, he he got alarm clocks for all the different time zones because of how <laughs> widespread Concept Moon is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the states, you have people all over the world. You know, uh, shout out to Yase, um, in 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 Germany. Um, appreciate her, love her. Uh, yeah, love Yase. That's my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yo, y'all really, really have to grind. Y'all have different schedules that y'all have to adhere to. And, and it, it means so much to be able to see that. Again, that's why it, I'm so amazed by the top quality content of, of your project so far. You know, because it's not as if, hey, all of you are in one place in the States. You know, y'all don't have to worry about different time zones. Y'all are communicating across borders. Like, I don't think people understand just... <laughs> Just how complicated that is. Like, <laughs> like, hey, when you have an idea, it may be 7 p.m. PST for you, but it could be 5 a.m. in the morning for okay. Brandon. And it's like, yo, oftentimes you would think there'd be a lot of uh, lost communication. Um, but you guys do such a great job with it. And, and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the work ethic of all of you. And um, it's so dope how you came to join Concept Moon and how, you know, stateside, you're really... Uh, uh, holding the torch for them you're really getting them exposure because i know you were at some recent cons um this this past six months just doing what you can and it's so dope out in the la area for sure and and down at um in texas really really hype for all the stuff you got in store for the future um for the future cons coming up uh speaking of which will you be at anime nyc in november um so i won't be at anime nyc um I'm trying to get to Anime Pasadena, um, okay. which is a more local con. Uh, we'll, def- we'll for sure be at DreamCon again next year. Um, we're going to try to get a booth this time. Um, but ne- next year, we're looking at hitting some some bigger cons, some that you know aren't in this aren't local to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably DreamCon, looking at Dragon Con, hopefully uh, Anime NYC next year. Um, if you can't for anime NYC, hit us up. Oh yeah, definitely will. Hit us up. Definitely, definitely will. Hey, I think Drunk on near me. That's like yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's Atlanta. Yeah. So. And I, I would love, I would love, love, love to get to a con in Atlanta. So hey, come out. That'd, I mean, I'm New Year's. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Spicy already running shit to ATL. Trust me. <laughs> so I would love to have. I wanted to ask this uh from your from your perspective. 
how was the recruitment process with Concept Moon, like for writers and I guess as well as for artists as well? When I got to Concept Moon, we actually had the artists on staff already. Mm -hmm. um, so that that had already been handled before I got here. Um, as far as the writers, we, so I, my series, I write myself. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon has started to branch out and grab writers because he has so many series that he's created at this point that it's like, you know, him, him trying to write all of them on his own would just be uh, a, a really difficult task. Um, so he he reaches out to writers that he likes, um, that he's familiar with, that uh, he's seen work from, and he just he makes um, he makes that he's the one that usually makes that connection with him, because uh, just because I write my series, Corey writes his series, um, and Brand so and Brandon because he has so many, he's gotten to a point where like you know, he'll, he'll structure out the series and then bring in a writer to do the actual writing of it. Um, so yeah, that's, he, he handles the, 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 uh, the third party writers, I guess you would call them, but, or the, the writers for hire, for hire, I guess you could say. I'm mainly the marketing guy. I do, you know, the promotional stuff. Right. I do right. handle the social <laughs> media posts, that kind of thing. Was it also hard to recruit artists as well? As well, like since there's so many series and you need a lot of artists to be able to put in the time and work for everybody else's series, was that also a struggle as well? Or are most of these writers are also independent artists? Um, so the artists are uh, the art, so the artists and writers are separate. Um, mm -hmm. We have three artists on staff that handled most of our books. Uh, Muhammad, who's the one who did After Image, he also does Frontline Soldiers. Um, and he also did our book, Free Fall Gods. Um, and then we have uh, Copy Workshop, who's a team of two, and they do our, our more manga art style books. So they did Black Lotus Dragon. Um, they do the Outlaws, they do Sun Eaters. Um, and we just, we just schedule our books so that it's not too taxing on them. But those right. those three are actually our main artists. They do all of our books. We do have um, uh, a concept artist that the company started with, who's based in Nigeria. Um, hey, Omo Naija, Omo Naija. And he, he was part of the company before I got there. He did all of the initial character designs and all of that. And he's kind of, um, he hasn't done as much just because life has, you know, life does life things. We understand. He has, yeah, he, he has a, other things going on, um, but he's definitely still part of the company. Um, but yeah, on the art side, most of the stuff has been already kind of handled before I got here. Um, and I do always, keep an eye out for artists in case, you know, the guys that we have on staff aren't able to do something and we need a new artist. Um, so I kind of have a, a list of artists that I keep in the tuck that I can reach out to or sometimes we'll have people do um, pinups or like one-off illustrations. Uh, and we have people that we go to for that, but for the most part, uh, we keep the art stuff in house and, you know, they they've been doing an amazing job so far, so 
as long as they're with us, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we, we probably, uh, unless we start really producing like crazy, we probably uh, won't need to bring in too, too many new artists, so. Cool, definitely very cool. Um, I actually want to bring this up just as more as like a uh, little bit random idea, but also like a, mm -hmm. um, in a way of preference with people. So uh, would you actually want to write a war arc? That you know with, like there's other series where like they have, the, they choose the, long, the biggest arc of themselves and making a whole entire mm -hmm. war sequence. Like I'm gonna like, throw in like with One Piece. There's also with My Hero Academia, like a lot of shonen stuff, and they do. Everybody had their own preference of a war arc. Would you like mm -hmm. to write one, and how would you go oh, at it? How yeah. would you go with it? A absolutely. Um, I'm actually planning. It won't. It won't be a huge war arc like One Piece or My Hero, but I'm planning somewhat of a war arc in Black Lotus Dragon, um, which, you know, I not not to give too too much away, but um, yeah, uh, Old West California, you know, things get kind of wild. You, you've got, you know, the US government doing things and you've got- Already <laughs> you've got, huh? uh, <laughs> and, and, and you've got indigenous people from California that were here before, California was a state who, you know, had their own things. You had people who wanted California to be like an independent republic who, you know, have their own agenda. So, um, yeah, absolutely planning a war art for Black Lotus Dragon. Um, I, I think it'll be a little crazy. Uh, I, I, I like war art. <laughs> war is crazy. War is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like war art because there's so much action um and even just the lead up to the war arc is is usually really good storytelling uh and you peak with the actual fighting um and you know usually what i like about what my hero did with their war arc is you got a i like that they gave us my villain academia before going into the war arc because you get a more in-depth look at the other side um so that's that's something that I plan to kind of grab from is that you know you get a look at all sides before you get into the the actual clash itself. Perfect, love it. The inspiration of it all, like it's always fun, always the craziness of it all. But that's the whole entire mm -hmm. point of a war arc. It's anything can happen, and mm -hmm. absolute anarchy. <laughs> For me, the lead-ups are the best part, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. get all the action and the climax, but the lead the lead-ups are really good. Like, that's what sets it up. Uh, mm -hmm. If if you can write it where you have you you feel empathy and sympathy for both sides, where both mm -hmm. sides had makes a very mm -hmm. good point of why they're fighting. It, right. It, honestly, it makes you like it's like that meme where it can have a whole entire wine bottle and literally in the cupboard, like it makes a lot of, <laughs> it makes like a lot of sense. I, don't, I, mean. I, I like the fights with how they develop the characters, how even in the midst of all the chaos, some characters get like a, 
conclusion, you know, within the middle of a fight, mm-hmm. others still have a long ways to go. So I like those different aspects within the umbrella of the whole war arcs that go on. Yeah, and I, I like war arcs because you, you never know which characters you're going to lose in a war yes. arc. Also. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that's there's, it. there's always that anxiety of like, shit, who's going to die? And then some someone that you love dies and you're like, did they really die or... Or is this just fake? And it's <laughs> <laughs> like, did they fake die or did they really die? And they're like, oh my God, they really died. Oh. And they might be in the worst way ever. Yeah. <laughs> or like uh, Spicy was alluded to with Shibuya, there might be those characters that are like, yo. Like, they might as well be dead because it don't look too well for them. <laughs> Like, you know, don't don't be like, hey, yeah, they still have a chance. And then they disappear for a couple hours. <laughs> you mentioned like, yeah, they didn't make it. It's like you could have just told me that initially. Or, have to, or one of them like comes back and it's like, yo, I'm a whole different person. It's like, yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or or like or they're still alive. Personal- they're just in the ICU in the coma. And just- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. I feel like those are the best. It's like it's like you know, like you you did your job, Aizawa. It just knocking, <laughs> sleeping, you know. You do what you need to do. Damn. Sorry. You know, Damn. or my uh my my personal favorite is like a comedy got killed where everyone dies. What so, isn't you know. canon? But yeah, yeah. Watching that that was like, what is going on? Everything was like, what is this? Like, no one oh my wins. God, you're killing everybody. No one wins. Even the main character, the main character goes too. Like, dang, <laughs> crazy. Manga is different from that, but yeah, that's uh, but yeah, still, whole, just, but just but yeah, it's, not, it's, it's messed up. Regard both of them. <laughs> I didn't yeah, mind I still it need to go it's, read it's that a, manga. It's a little more realistic. Like, not every hero makes it out just because they're the oh, hero. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Uh, oh yeah, that's fine. Sacrifices. But literally, nobody lives. But it was a real. <laughs> I mean, it was the reason. Nobody lives. It was the reason. It was. It was. It was Barely. that circumstance that happened where I was like, "Really? If I can't have no one else can. Like, really? Is that what we're going with? Come on. Like, okay. You know, look, heroes die every day. B. You, you know how it is." You, so you so you so you want them to die so that we remember them look, as heroes. Are we are we living in that like, like you would rather die, die on top, right? You're the yeah. die hero, stay alive on the shield. hero villains. Gotta die on the shield. Sometimes you gotta die, make room for you know the next right. next gen. To do something. Crowding up the space. How inconsiderate! Come on now. Move, move, move on for the next generation. You, you. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm joking. Hashtag All Might's dying soon. No, he, he's not. He's not. I feel like All Might's never gonna die. He's just ready for the to cuss me out if I, if I actually hashtag that. Ray, I'm not serious. Like fifty percent, fifty-one percent, not serious. Stop. He's a butler now. He's not gonna die. He's a butler. He's Alfred. We're gonna keep repeat that one more time for the people in the back. What you say, Keith? All might should have been dead if we if we being honest. I mean, like I'm 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 quoting I'm quoting what Ray I'm 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 quoting Ray for this one. Technically, all might did 
die. Yes, true. Just technically. True. Just does not need to die. I personally I personally felt he should have died in the fight with uh all for one. Like if he defeats all for one and but dies in the process, like I That's feel like that would have been perfect. If you were gonna get rid of All Might, that was the moment. Since it yeah. didn't happen, yeah. it's not happening, dude. She's not dying, bro. Uh, how they revealed how All Might is, is important to De- Deku being like the only, you know, the last mm-hmm. successor. But here's the thing. I, I like right. that was never okay. So okay, so that's why he's been trying to forget all this. Y'all time. forget Horikoshi loves his Western comics. Oh yeah, 100%. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He will, if, if he deems it necessary, he will do. It. Yeah. If, 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 if he if he takes a break and is doing a whole entire research research yeah. purposes, oh, he, he's he's buying Marvel DC comics collections that's, and he's reading through. That's how I feel with Gege with this like little Fight Club arc, you know, him taking a break, coming up. He probably watched a yeah, lot yeah, of American yeah. movies. It was like, oh, that'd be dope. Put I that feel in like there. I feel like I feel like we already find that out reference during like the first season of JJK in general. Oh yeah, how he how he puts it into like the how you how you want you want to train? Season. Okay, watch all these movies while you're yeah. like you know like there's this, this now like uh, practice your energy and curse technique while watching movie in concentration, and then you literally see all the movies on this so deck, like different. Yeah. And obviously usually being a huge movie buff. Like I, I love I love that. But yeah, I, I like the I like the little details like that that like Horikoshi and Gege do with like their love for movies or comics. So that was cool. I mean they I mean they they, they threw a curveball at us. We we thought that guy from the opening was gonna live throughout. Next thing you know, we're all the sad boy. <laughs> Man, when that happened, I was like, damn, they really gonna do this? The biggest lie. Did, I was like <laughs> The biggest lie. Oh, all right. Next. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm gonna come back with another question at the moment. Um, Keith, uh, which inspired you more, Marvel or DC? It doesn't matter with comic, movie. I mean, for everything in general. Mm. Man, honestly, both. Um, it's hard to pick one because I, I love. I love how dark DC can get. Um, and like, you know, like I told you guys before we started recording, you know, I'm I'm learning the comic stuff that's in actual comics. I've always been like big for uh, as far as like TV stuff, but being actually in the comics is new. It's kind of a new thing for me. So, but I know with TV shows and with movies, Marvel, typically doesn't go as dark as dc sometimes will go um but i i love and but i'm okay with that for marvel like i i love their lighter stuff i love their action sequences i love um their characters especially like like a peter parker where you get you know he's he's struggling with being a teenager as well as also struggling with being a superhero it's not just him being a superhero um so i love what marvel brings with that and then i also love the darkness that dc brings um so it's it's hard to pick between the two just because both have had an influence i think it's be last question for the night and then we can just uh all like put on our content and stuff 
how much how many chapters have you written like um uh on the side like for an entire for black lotus dragon um so fully written out i actually only have three uh to chapters to be honest but i i've been planning out my arcs and stuff um and i have about i have about 10 arcs written to do um some of them i'm debating if i want to actually do those arcs or not uh, um but there i definitely have 10 arcs for sure at least to to of things that i want to work with uh and get to eventually so um yeah i i i typically i typically don't start writing until um i'm ready to start the script so I'll write out like kind of a long synopsis of what I want that chapter to be. And then I'll take that and script it out. But um, for the most part, when I'm working on it, I'm just working on art structure because I, I can connect the dots, no problem. Sometimes it's just the ideas for me. So uh, I'll plan the arcs out so that I have the ideas. Awesome. Well, guys, I think we can uh, wrap it up here. Can you guys... Uh... Keith, can you please give us your plugs? Yeah, uh, so contentmoon.com, uh, Content Moon on Instagram and Twitter, Content Moon Studios on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me personally at uh, at Strange Keith on Twitter and Strange Keith CM on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, October 1st, uh, After Image, Kickstarter drops uh i'm hoping next week we'll have a uh uh what's it called the pre-link for that because sometimes uh, with kickstarter you can do a pre-link so people can pledge before the kickstarter is even live if they want to um so yeah definitely be on the lookout for that but yeah october 1st oh uh, yeah guys y'all can follow me on twitter spice lady ent instagram spice lady entertainment twitch spice lady gaming um i'll be streaming tomorrow and saturday actually and follow me yeah because podcast currently on hiatus youtube hiatus um but check out my spirit articles um i retweet them so go check them out have fun let me know what y'all think <laughs> definitely go and check those out um you can find me all over social media at jb exclusive you can find me uh, uh you can also find abe and steve that's in the chat right now you can find us tomorrow on cfrs villains episode 35 We'll be talking about what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark. We'll also be talking uh, some movie news. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new Penguin series that was announced that they'll be doing on HBO Max. Uh, Christopher Nolan's demands for his new World War II epic. So got a lot of stuff we'll be talking about in tomorrow's show. So see you there. So guys, uh, I know uh, Abe left early, but you could always find him at Prince Alal on Twitter uh, and inside the mind of Blur, a podcast, everything. Uh, you can always follow anime lately on the youtube channel the podcast everything else we can find all uh all everything links and all down there in the description down below remember to like the video also subscribe to the youtube channel uh we are trying to have our uh, subscribe count up a little bit at least hope, hope until the end of the year we have a good uh maybe uh 3k maybe 3.5k who knows uh we would love to have sure thank you guys for uh tuning in to listening in thank you keith 
for joining in to the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah man. Thank, thank you, so you guys much so here. much for having me. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Like this has been a, such a fun talk. I really appreciate you guys letting me come on and shoot the shit, honestly. So yeah, man. Appreciate really you. We got to get you back. Yeah. yeah, we definitely need you back. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, it, uh, be great if you uh have uh Brandon comes in, Brandon come in, or anybody from the team to come in. We love like to hear from them and talks, of course. It was a pleasure to have you onto the podcast team and love, love your insight and talk. Yeah. All right, guys. Happy to be here. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the show, listening to the podcast, anything. Remember to give us five stars on the uh, iTunes. And if you give us five stars, we will shout you out onto the podcast live. And if you were to give us one star, we will roast with the entire team will roast your ass <laughs> in time. <laughs> Try me. Try me. I'll do oh, it. Sam. Try me. Oh, this energy Try me. I mean, it's late night for us. So it's like- <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys. All right. Have a good night, guys. Peace. <laughs>